Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and other creators about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and service delivery manager, Joe Bates. Hi Catherine, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, thank you for not coming here because uh, again we're doing this distanced i think it's it's pro i mean it is important this podcast but i don't know is it on the essential you know are we key workers uh, with this yeah yeah i think so we're bringing joy to the people yeah that's true yeah, yeah that's true yeah. Well, well don't jinx it we might not <laughs> oh a little ray of sunshine yeah uh, uh. so uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, how how are you enjoying lockdown? Uh, there was a mom like there was about a month um, in, I think between like the end of March and the middle of April, where I think I was probably happier than I ever be, have been in my life. Um, basically, because I was just ignoring everything that was actually going on, and just you know using the time to like obviously you're a comedian as well, um, you do a lot of comedy nights as part of uh, the comedy. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're not always good. I mean, no, no. no, I mean, some of like, you know, 99%, they're all like, you know, full to the brim of people, great nights, but you get the odd one. That's quite tedious. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, where you're like, why did I even bother coming here? Oh yeah. You just think like, what is laughter and uh, do I want it? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was, I think I didn't realize how fatigued I was getting. And then the, uh, the pandemic came as a blessed relief. Um, until the news of all the deaths started coming. Um, and then I was still very, still enjoying it, but, you know, just had that slight feeling of guilt. And Yeah. Yeah. And since then, I think I've lost my personality completely. So if um, if it just if I just sound like a generic man in this, it's because I've, I, that's who I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've been on quite a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but not literally, of course. I don't think they're open. No. Although, did you hear uh, the my favourite words ever in Japan? They've had the uh, roller coaster, the roller coaster place, the yes. theme parks reopened, and they're saying that you have to uh, scream inside your heart. That's really beautiful, isn't it? It is. It's so lovely, yeah, so is. that you don't pass on coronavirus to people. I think talking about comedy nights, I think there's been many. I've screamed many times in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> a, a comedy nights. I think that's where the most uh, hard screams happen. Yeah, oh, 100%. And also, I think that a lot of people, uh, certainly comedians, have been in a similar position where you burn yourself out. Like, you know, if you're in our position where you've got to work full time yeah. and then gig three or four nights a week, it's, it is horribly exhausting. Yeah. And it has been nice to have a break. I'm sort of uh, looking forward to getting back to it uh, myself. But uh, yeah, I think those three months off watching Line of Duty, um, all my comedy after this is going to be related to Line of Duty. But I think maybe people need that, you know, like a little bit of escapism. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's such a good program, isn't it? That I still, Line of Duty. Still haven't done season five, so no spoilers. But um, certainly uh, well, that Fandy Newton fucking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, there's there's a load of bent coppers in it. What? Uh, yeah, season five. Jesus, that's a twist. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, have you played the Line of Duty drinking game? No. No, it's basically every time it says bent coppers. <laughs> <laughs> Loudly. Yeah. <laughs> right, good. That sounds great. I'm up for it for season five. Yeah, yep. do it. Sounds uh, excellent. You're welcome. That's my gift to you. Oh, Catherine, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Any time. <laughs> I mean, I wish you'd told me earlier. I've got through four seasons. I mean, I have been getting drunk during them, but like, you know, in an unordered way. Um, it's yeah. It's nice to have a system. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can always rewatch them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, we should probably get on, uh, you know, with what the people paid for. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, by people, I mean me. <laughs> um, no one pays for this. Uh, what, what's, what's your worst job? Uh, well, I think um, nearly all my jobs have been shit, um, but that's that's jobs. But um, right, yeah, am I right, everyone? Uh, but I, I, when I first came to London, uh, I was um, I'm uh, a poor 
boy and I, I had no money. Um, I had to basically take the first job that I could get and that turned out to be uh, 20 hours a week in a sort a newly newfangled convenience store called Today Retail in the heart of the city. Um, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. It, it was, I mean, like, it's, it was just the people and the the work and the situation <laughs> that made it bad. Just all like, of it. Yeah, but the rest was fine. But uh, no, it was just, um, I think there were a lot of contributing factors. Like, uh, so I was basically earning about £200 a week from that job. So I was on a minimum wage. Uh, yeah. And my rent came in, I think, about 440 a month. Um, so? No, no, sorry. I I was earning £100 a week. My my overall monthly income was £400. And my rent was 440 which is um, more than my total amount of wages. And it'd be just about okay if you were, you know, only needed rent to live. But um, mm-hmm. th- there were other things like food and um, toilet paper and stuff that I needed. Yeah. Transport. Uh, transport I certainly needed um, to, to get toilet paper. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, so I was just, extre- it was an extremely poor, uh, I was very poor at that point and um, got into a lot of, blazing arguments about you know my housemate eating my bread um so you know it was that sort of thing so maybe it was a situation but also it was um run by a psychopath who you know like just looked at like, like genuinely like he wanted to murder you if you didn't like place the crisps in order of sell-by date you know like because if he had some leftover and they went out of date well I never did that but he might have killed me and um there was just a lot of confrontations like there was one particularly low point where I nearly got the sack for putting my foot down um, because he wanted me to dress up in a gorilla costume on um, Liverpool Street to hand out uh, vouchers, meal deal vouchers, uh, to drum up interest in this new convenience store. Um, And I already felt a little bit, you know, um, low on confidence anyway. I just didn't really want to go up to people in a gorilla city professionals in a gorilla costume to (laughs) to try and offer them you know like um three pound fifty for a sandwich and a drink i mean they would have rejected it anyway but like i prefer to do that as myself than as a gorilla but well i mean there's a lot i've got so many questions yeah uh i suppose the main one uh what was the significance of the gorilla and also would you not feel more liberated as a gorilla approaching these city professionals if they can't see your face you're just a gorilla well that's true I guess the mask or you know a costume frees you up as a performer and um, I I guess that's where you you wear the glasses Um, yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and this face (laughs) of course yeah Uh, so maybe you're right but um, my I think the gorilla costume came from some sort of maybe there was a chocolate bar included in the meal deal and it was around about the time when the, um, they had the advert with the uh, Cadbury's. Oh, the drumming one. Yeah, so I think it was a very similar gorilla costume to that one. Um, I don't right. know if they'd inherited it or they'd been sent it by Cadbury's. Um, would be very generous if they did. But um, yeah, because it was a cracking. It was a really good quality gorilla costume. Yeah. In the advert. Maybe that was part of it. I was just worried people would think I was a gorilla and run off. Um, I yeah. just didn't think it was a very good marketing strategy. Yeah. Get but... shot by the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, yeah. Uh, luckily, um, so I, I said no, but they said uh, I think literally uh, Glenn. The I, I don't think he'd be listening, so it's fine. I think he said uh, if you don't put on the costume, you're out. Um, and uh, I don't, I'm not calling myself a hero, but I said, well, uh, <laughs> in that case, I'm going to have to leave. Um, because that does sound like I'm too pr- very precious about this gorilla. I was just feeling very, you know, I'd just come to London. Things weren't going as planned anyway. Um, you know, I was massively in debt. I just thought, like, dignity-wise, yeah. I, I can't go around Liverpool Street, especially because Liverpool Street, full of, like, people in suits and, you know, looking like they're earning a good living. I'm there in a gorilla costume earning, you know, effectively, you know, what would have been about £8 an hour try- yeah. trying to sell them a meal deal that like I can only barely afford um, yeah so I said no luckily my friend Rich who I believe you've met actually briefly um he came to one of our gigs where we um battled each other 
Oh, uh, the spell, yeah. Yeah, he was there. He's a he's a very good friend, and uh, not only does he come to roast battles, he also steps in to wear a gorilla costume for you. When, oh, yeah, what a guy! Yeah, so he did it, and I watched him from afar, and <laughs> he had the best time. Like he he just loved it, and he did become free with a gorilla costume. I don't think uh, he's like um, I don't think you mind me saying this if he hears this. He's um, he's massively repressed, and yeah. um, so but the gorilla not in the gorilla costume. Like, it, no. he was, like, really, like, oof. I think that was where he, when he peaked. So I did a movie. See, that could have been you. Yeah, well, um, I think my life, I had a bad five or six years after that, and uh, I think that was because of not just getting involved. But, yeah, like a broken mirror. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Um, so many years of bad luck. Yes, a, a sort of empty gorilla costume. I think that's a phrase as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, an empty gorilla costume, six years of sad. Sad six years of yeah, massively overdrawn finances. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you break a mirror with a gorilla costume, you are absolutely fucked. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's <laughs> what my mum always used to say. Yeah, you you might as well just um, yeah, like I don't know, well not kill yourself, but just retire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a that was a particularly. But I don't think I've summoned up the sort of. Uh, it was just so the the boss who sort of showed me around the place in the first week, um, who uh, wasn't my boss for very long because after a week or two of me being there, uh, the other sort of boss of the other saw said, "Oh, he's just walked out because um, he's sick of it." Um, so <laughs> you know it's a bad job. Yeah, don't you? <laughs> I mean, at least he stayed around to like know induct me i guess it's like parents sticking around until the kids grow up and then just off straight away um he was yeah. he was gone like a shot as soon as i was able to work the till yeah as soon as you could walk yeah exactly. you're on your own kid yeah yeah that's it i've never heard from him again oh. hope you're okay jordan if you are listening to this i mean again unlikely yeah i, I don't like how little faith you've got in the listenership <laughs> it's not my it's baby not... <laughs> <laughs> no these aren't um this is at your um massive your big podcast i know a lot of people yeah, I mean, it feels it. like it it but, feels like it Joe. well i think it's more just because i don't think these people uh liked me enough to follow my career for the 10 years after leaving today retail so I, i'd hope so but they they possibly even avoid any podcast that i'm on deliberately <laughs> so does uh does today retail still exist no i've I went past there i think it was quite a short-lived venture um, um i think it's is it Oh, there's a square just out of Liverpool Street Station. I don't know what is it called, Tavix Square or thin. Anyway, it's called some sort of square, and it's been overtaken by like um, what's the health food chain that isn't Holland and Barrett? Whole Foods. It, it's something like that. I don't think it's yeah. yeah but um, no, they've went under. Um, possibly because everyone stormed out and uh, the gorilla costume didn't work. Oh God! It was worth a try though. I reckon, it, like, Rich did well. Like, Rich, def- there, would, there would have definitely been, if you're looking at the graphs, there would have been a temporary sales boost from that yeah. for him horsing around. Um, but it, it wasn't sustainable. So did Rich do that for free? Did, like, did management think that you were in the costume? Oh, that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? I mean, I think he is a nice guy, but um, he, I don't think he'd, you know, um, travel to Liverpool Street for a job. That, he did the job as well, basically. Uh, oh, right, yeah. so you work together. Then. We work together, yeah, but in different shops. Right, well, that makes that makes a lot more sense now. I mean, that would be I... too much, wouldn't it? That would be too nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were like, no, I won't do it, but give me the gorilla costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Hello, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I'll just um, quickly nip back to Brixton. I'll come back in the gorilla costume, and it yeah. and it will be me, even though I sound like I was. I'll suddenly sound like I was privately educated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how long were you there for? Uh, uh, I was there for about six months um, and I was doing like 8am 8, 8 till 12pm every day. It wasn't a full-time job and uh, uh, it was yeah really bad. And then um, I actually got a job, um, much more glamorous uh, job uh, as a researcher at the on a BBC show. Briefly. That sounds interesting. Yeah. High uh, status. High status. Uh, I got it through, um, I don't know if you've heard of nepotism. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's really great. I think um, you know if you haven't tried it, uh, you know, meet more people. Uh, but it's one of the uh, the best job search websites nepotism.com yeah that's what i use as soon as i like as soon as i got that gorilla thing so i'm gonna have to make a rich friend and uh get in somewhere it was actually um do you know the bbc breakfast news presenter steph mcgovern no uh well she's relatively high profile not unfortunately not high profile enough for me to, to for anyone to know who she is when i brag about this um, yeah. But she went to my school um, and I knew she was working at the BBC. Um, my school was just like a state school, but she's done quite well. Um, she didn't do as well in, in her A-levels as me, but um, just seemed to like develop. Like I just um, got into Today Retail and she just went to the BBC straight away. Um, yeah, it could have happened to her. She could. It could have been the other way around. Oh, yeah. God, I wish. That would have been fucking amazing. Um, you could have been Steph. I could have been Steph. Well, actually, um, I hate Steph, so um, I'm glad I, oh. I. Yeah, so um, not uh, because of her breakfast presenting, which is actually quite good standard, really. Um, she so basically she gave me this. She said, "Do you want to do this part-time job? I'm sort of, um, you know, looking for researchers. I want to get more people from backgrounds like ours." Um, so it's like it's okay, I think, if you're doing nepotism, if it's. From like the northeast and you know poor areas, I think that's all right. Yeah, I think um, there are good types of nepotism, and that's all of them really. I mean, it's just friendliness, just like yeah. just being a mate. Um, but so she got me on this like very short term two month contract, which I was doing at the same time as Today Retail, and uh, it was on a show. Is this is this good? Like I don't know if um, I got, do you want the sort of gritty. Uh, yeah, go for it. No, I just felt like I was on better ground when I was talking about today retail, and now I'm like, oh, check out me getting jobs. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> no anything... one's. Sorry, go on. No one's thinking that. Jim. All right, good. Um, well, even <laughs> so, I put my sunglasses on for nothing. Um, no, that's a uh, yeah. So she gave me this um, completely unfairly, but uh, it was a real boost for me because it, it meant, meant I could pay my rent, and um, she was working on a show. Um, with Robert Peston, who's now quite famous. Um, oh, is he the one that everyone's been screenshotting on Twitter because of all the shitty things he's said? Yeah, he's basically saying, um, I, I applaud the government's approach of killing everyone. Um, could, could it be a masterstroke? Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So that's what he's doing now. But back then he was uh, just, he used to do BBC News, but also was presenting a show about the, the recession which is called Peston on Money. And uh, it was like a BBC free sort of doing a cool recession, <laughs> like making the recession cool, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I thought it was cool anyway. But, um, you know, it, obviously BBC free viewers need a bit of convincing. Uh, but uh, that was actually just as bad, but in different ways as today retail, because uh, Steph McGovern was uh, just quite... Um, so she was talking about, like, the people that she wanted to feature on this show. And it was stuff like she wanted really like the most broad stereotypes. So the one thing I can remember saying is um, I want a, a really, really camp gay guy and him talking about how she specifically said this, how the recession means he can't get his teeth bleached anymore. I mean, that's, that's extremely specific. I don't actually have that stereotype. But um, no. she, she like, you know, I didn't realize, you know, uh, gay people had really bright teeth. But clearly she did. And uh, Catherine, I was appalled. Yeah. Also, I didn't realise. I thought like you had your teeth bleached and that was it. You know, I thought that they were then white and it wasn't a thing that you had to keep up with. I think maybe the stresses of the recession um, meant people were grinding their teeth so they might have worn away. Yeah, smoking more. <laughs> smoking more, yeah, grinding maybe. teeth. Uh, yeah, maybe just pulling them out occasionally. So, yeah, uh, we've all been there. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, you can see mine at the moment. <laughs> Absolute mess. Uh, yeah, so that was... Um, but then because I, I sort of confronted her about this in a way um, and also just didn't work very hard because I just thought this is an awful show. Uh, I don't want to do this. Um, but my bad, bad attitude meant that... I, she told me that I could come to the screen and the filming of the show 
and when the time came around uh she i told all my friends that they could come too and uh because i'd done such a shit job she didn't invite me Oh. <laughs> so, and, uh, and this is why I don't invite the poor to work for me anymore. I think that's the last time she hires someone from uh, the exact same background as her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, probably true, actually. But um, so I feel like I can talk about this story in nepotism because I just burned all bridges immediately after that by sending a, a really, really angry email. <laughs> um, and again, like I, I'm, I'm sort of 34 years old now. I'm not saying uh, I would have made it. In comedy if, it, if I'd have been a bit more sensible but sending a very sweary angry email to someone who eventually became a BBC Breakfast News presenter I mean I haven't read many business career books but I don't know if that's recommended no no uh not very dignified did she reply uh I blocked her before she could reply <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite petty uh, yeah. so and quite quick to anger that's the bravest way of doing it, I think. No, we'd had a back and forth before then, but the one oh, that okay. we were most, uh, like, uh, it wasn't immediately, like, um, yeah. You didn't invite You're me. Block. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, there was no, I just wanted to be clear. The swearing was very gender neutral. Oh, good, good. So, uh, and, yeah, but, uh, so that's why I hate her now. But um, that was my first six or seven months in London. Um, and, yeah, haven't worked at the BBC since. No, or a Today News. Or a, or a retail, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it was a bad start, basically. I burned my bridges in retail and the media within the first six months. <laughs> I mean, good going, though. Because I, mean, yeah. I didn't manage to burn that many bridges. What, uh, did you have a similar thing when you first came to London? Sort of. Uh, I mean, I got quite lucky with the BBC thing, which I spent, but did you, were you scrambling around for work just to live? Uh, I got quite lucky with it, really, in that I moved down here to do uni, and I, I don't think that I could have moved uh, to London had oh, yeah. the government not given me a massive loan. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's an incredible sum of money, and it's adorable to think that I'll, that I'll ever pay any of it back. Yeah. Uh, so have you seen what, like, I, you know, I got an arts degree. Why... Why are you giving me this money? And I just feel so sorry for all of the people that are graduating this year from that drama school. Those poor, poor bastards. Oh, you went to drama school? I didn't actually... Yeah, so I did I did uh, construction oh, at yeah. drama school. I saw your uh, miniature, uh, your half-sized TARDIS. Very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Got it. Got it. I had to sell it. Uh, oh, fuck. But... To, to pay off your student loan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have no, to. I mean, you like... just, it comes out gradually, you know. <laughs> have, you, have you been? No. I was wondering why. I can, I'm on a Skype call with Catherine now, and she's just got nothing in her bedroom. I don't, have you just sold everything? <laughs> yeah, I managed to make about five hundred quid, <laughs> right, so I'm good. still now forty nine thousand. Oh, that's good. Five hundred in debt. Oh, that's a uh, well, good. It's very honest of you to do that. Yeah, I just I don't like it hanging over me, you know. No, that's fair enough. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I was. I mean, I still the the loan didn't cover uh, my uh, rent, let alone everything else. So I did have to find work pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, which I think you know, like, uh, I and I don't know if you uh, had a similar experience of uni, but like, I found that uh, the people that didn't have to work as well as do uni are working in well were working in the industry uh yeah whereas you know like I couldn't afford you know I was knackered all the time because I was if I wasn't at uni I was at work and you know like I didn't I had bills to pay so I couldn't freelance yeah for a year no so. yeah it, it's I mean I don't know if this has been pointed out before but it, it sometimes feels that the system is skewed towards people with rich parents um yeah. like very slightly i don't know like just like little subtle ways like being able to work for free for a long time and gather the experience that you need before being given a job by probably one of your parents friends that sort of thing but um i i don't know if this is like so i went to university maybe when did you uh, matriculate what <laughs> Sorry, is that is that not a common thing <laughs> 
when did you become a matron <laughs> now when did um <laughs> matriculate i guess just like your first year of university uh I, i'm 27 now and i was uh 23 when i went so was that like 2015 it's pretty recent so, yeah 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 that's when i started i think um it's 20 yeah so you graduated quite recently yeah yeah, yeah. fairly recently I, so mine was 2004 and um, so I guess that's a good uh, decade that I felt like our student loan I don't think we had to pay the top-up fees and um, it sort of did cover it you didn't have to work um, as long as you went I didn't really drink at university um, and uh, I just sort of watched DVDs that I'd already had pre-bought by my parents um, yeah so it's spent very little money I, I worked in my last year at um a wine lodge uh freshers don't know if uh, you remember the the chain uh now defunct um and that was also awful i mean all the jobs are awful <laughs> like yeah i think uh, i don't know if you've been like it's a running theme in your podcast but um the jobs are awful you need to stop, stop doing them yeah it'd be nice if we could wouldn't it yeah or just make them better well um no, I think we should just stop. I mean, what's like, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I, there's so many, like, so many jobs now. I guess your, yours at the moment. It sounds like you've just recently started one. Um, like, I'm, I'm off at the moment, and like, so I'm not there. Some, no one. I'm not sending the emails I would normally send. But I've just like checked my phone today, and it's, it's making absolutely no difference. People, it just, it's just still happening. Things are still happening. Uh, yeah. if, if we and we if we all do that thing i mean this is like i'm just riffing here i think maybe there'll be some emails that are important but not probably mine. yeah yeah like um yeah like I, I don't know groupon they need to go they, i mean they, yeah. they need to continue but not every email so um yeah it does it does need to it does we're talking about the four day week uh, a lot in our work. Uh, I work for, at the moment. I work for Citizens Advice, which is like a charity that does a lot of research. And I think the government are coming down on like a sort of four-day week, and that seems eminently sensible because I, I don't. The people who enjoy their jobs, they're, they're not like uh, in any way normal. I, I like my job at the minute. It doesn't sound like you're doing very much. I'm doing lots. <laughs> Today you said, I'll have you know. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. Um, your boss is listening. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like you're doing like loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. No. Well, there you go. So, and you were enjoying it very much, and you want to just continue on the sort of promotion sort of ladder. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that it, you know, at this rate, I could be uh, be managing it all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, by this time next year. Oh, fantastic. Uh, the NHS. I started a new job for the NHS. I, I could be managing all of the NHS. Well, I think this, like, a, a podcast counts as an application form, I think. So you could just yeah. you could just send this in. Yeah, I'll just send it up. You, um, do you, but you uh, famously hate the NHS, so... Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I don't remember saying no, that, No, Joseph. sorry, I'm just trying to uh, um, be controversial. Just... Just because I didn't clap. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you, did, you didn't clap. Um, did you not clap for um particular grievance? Uh, well, I just, I I don't think, what, was it one of them, it was, I think it was a doctor who said, uh, or a nurse, who said, you know, they, they clap for us and call us heroes, so it's fine when we die. You know, like, I, they're not a charity, they're people doing a job. And, you know, like, you can't be like, oh, you're so brave. Like, they, they, you know, they signed up to do a job and go to work, not to get sick and die. Yeah. You know, and it's not a charity. That old man, Captain, whatever he's called, Tom, sounds like, you know, a little terrier, doesn't it? Oh, so the Captain Tom. Um, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, he shouldn't... Like, goes around the garden like a terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shouldn't have had to do that. It's well I think old. he should have. Like that's the one, yeah. the only thing that I agree with. That is, he. I, I hope, like, in many ways, I think he still should be doing it. Like, he must, yeah. have, he must have had so much treatment from the NHS over the years. He needs, yeah, to, he I needs suppose. to earn it back. I just don't think we should have respected him <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. he's, he's just doing the right thing. 
But um, I think I agree. <laughs> I, I like very much agree. It sort of depoliticizes it, doesn't it? Um, as well, like if you're clapping, they just become these neutral. It's like the same thing they try to do with soldiers. If you like remove, if you make soldiers just heroes, then it's almost like any any war that we go to. If the soldiers are heroes, it can't be a bad war because why would the heroic soldiers be doing it? And the same with like doctors and nurses. If you clap them, like the NHS becomes like just sort of depoliticized, and you know they're just people trying their best. And if loads of people die, you know we're still trying our best. When actually they were trying their best, but the government was uh, trying to kill us all, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because you did a video about why you didn't clap. Yeah, didn't you? Yeah, um, it was. I think it's on like about seventy views. So if um, anyone wants to watch it, and I think like I've got about seventy family members, so right. uh, it's probably no one outside of my family has watched it. Um, so if anyone can watch it, it that'd be great. But um, no, it was uh, that was just a little jokey one about um, my ex girlfriend. Unfortunately, left me for a doctor and uh, also became a doctor for herself. So I didn't really want to. McLappan to be interpreted as uh, support for her in her really poor life choices. Um, yeah, of, so, of choosing happiness. Did you, have you been speaking to her? <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> you just assumed that the previous date was unhappiness. I think that's probably fair. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, I, I did also, I'm very uncomfortable with anything that anyone's doing. I think like you don't it all felt a little bit um uh, as a way I guess it's good in a way to just sort of give yourself that bit of escapism but it sort of went on too long and did you notice did you notice that as soon as we stopped clapping the death rate went down oh my god the doctors and nurses were getting complacent was it was it like when Bob Bob Geldof was doing that clicking in the advert and there's like a child dies every time I click he's like stop <laughs> clicking Bob exactly. for every time a Tory claps yeah exactly for the NHS yeah they um, use it as an incentive to not do their job uh, that's very much like that well I mean you can't argue with the data like literally when we stopped clapping they started working better so yeah. Um, yeah. Being very flippant, obviously, but uh, no, um, it's all been quite depressing. But uh, we don't need to think about that now. We're talking about uh, yeah, not coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I started working for the NHS just after the clapping stopped, and I <laughs> am gutted that I, I couldn't have any of that glory. Do they not uh, give you like an MP3? Like, of, oh, you know, like <laughs> these are the people who are a bit late. Yeah, like a clap trap. Yeah, exactly. I might ask him. I'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, think, I think you should. How do you even motivate yourself if you don't have that? I, I don't know. I've been struggling. I'll be honest. Don't say that, Catherine. You're, you're angling for a promotion, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I've not. I've been actually doing very well. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, I don't need adulation. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'm too motivated. Yeah, yeah. And that would overdo uh, it. Well, I mean... What what have you, your best jobs been? I know that you said that you didn't really like them, but there must be something. Oh, well, um, my current job um, where I uh, aim for, I'm hoping that my contract will be extended beyond December. Um, yeah. like I'm not just saying this, um, but I absolutely love it and uh, I rely on it for my living. So, you know, please extend my contract because I love it. Um, in all seriousness, I guess Citizens Advice is the the best place that I've worked. It's a very good organisation. Nice to I've worked in it since that um, uh, BBC Today Retail combo. Uh, I've only worked in the charity sector um, uh, because they're a bit more lax, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few... You have to <laughs> like... you have to uh, dress as a gorilla for the Citizens Advice Bureau. Exactly. Yeah, to to hand out uh, food bank vouchers. Uh, <laughs> Uh, feel very bad making that joke, uh, but no. So I I, I left Citizen Advice. Um, I actually I'm not trying to crowbar my um, routines in it, but I did, like I had a routine about how I left Citizen Advice um, to make it in comedy, and uh, returned three months later when I realised it was harder than I'd expected, um, <laughs> and uh, they welcomed me with open arms. But it was just very. Uh, tragic because they they were so supportive because like obviously everyone has these office jobs and like you know like, it, it's a brilliant charity but all office jobs are the same you know you could be working anywhere and I think I was seen as a sort of 
mascot for doing your own thing and making brave choices you know and like I did, like, honestly like i did this um like uh leaving speech and like you know a few of my colleagues came and uh it went better than any sort of stand-up routine that i've ever done like i, I did this whole joke about um like the system for booking meeting rooms and um very little trans it's i found found it hard to transfer it my set in general unfortunately yeah but god it actually got a round of applause and we oh, all that, wow. that, yeah, like it was, that was incredible. Uh, it was it was a good joke. I um I think it take, the setup takes quite a lot long, probably a bit too long because you'd have to know the whole intricacies of the uh, citizen advice meeting room booking system. But I mean, it is really good. And uh, oh yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, but I guess you can maybe put in the pod like you've got that notes section on Spotify, and you, I can maybe you can use that to explain it. Yeah, you can sum it up in yeah, there, yeah. I'll let you write Thanks. it. <laughs> That'll just be the only description for this podcast. Just So, to book out meeting room four, you've actually got to ask the receptionist. Um, but but it was just so, like, it felt so final. Uh, and I was actually really, as much as I loved it, I was just looking forward to getting, getting away from the world of work. And also just, people just seemed so inspired by my decision. And then literally three months later, I was just like, yeah. oh, right, so um, things cost more money than I expected like if you don't have money coming in uh, your money goes down just in one direction really yeah um, yeah quite yeah, quite rapidly really rapidly especially if you go on at these um uh terrible comedy nights five or six times a week and the only way you can get through them <laughs> is by drinking two pints every time um and so I was back within three months because I just thought it's uh sort of like a comfort blanket like very secure and um I mean, to like, I've been very frustrated at people <clears throat> who've been furloughed because, well, no, that's not fair. I think um, everyone's uh, struggling, but I've never worked harder in my life at the moment. Like, it's just uh, we're under a lot of pressure. Um, I work on a food bank project. Again, as I mentioned in my sets, I am a really good person, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and so like, I feel like if I don't keep on saying it, people will lose sight of that. Especially with the BBC thing at the beginning, I thought I bet loads of people switched off then. Like, who's this twat? You know. Um, but yeah, it's been quite hard work, but extremely rewarding. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's always, always business, always food bank business when there's a Tory government. So True. Uh, hopefully, my contract will be extended. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully not because people are hungry, just because like you're doing a good job. I think at the moment I just need to concentrate on me. Like um, I, I can't think of where the money's coming from. If, 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 yeah, if yeah. people are hungry, <laughs> as long as I'm not, um, yeah. that's fine. But uh, yeah, um, no, it's been quite good. It's a good organisation. I would definitely uh, again. Again, this might sound a bit of a weird thing to bring up, but if anyone is struggling with like self-employed people, uh, people under further at risk of like um, being sacked, I would definitely recommend my organisation. Um, again, if it, the more people who use it, the more likelihood is that I'll get kept on. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So is that uh, use your organisation for food or to find work? Definitely, if you need a food bank voucher, um, you we've got a helpline that you can ring, which is what I'm working on at the moment, um, which gives you, you. I mean, you've got to be convincing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can't don't just come in like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit peckish. It's got to be something like, you know, long, long standing, um, you know, uh, no part timers, basically. But yeah, um, yeah well, you can get food and advice through that uh, helpline. But also, um, I'd imagine, uh, you know, your podcast is mostly um, around uh, comedians and stuff. There'll be a lot of comedians who are self-employed and probably struggling quite a lot. And we've got like a lot of advice on our website and um, um, you can get one to one advice over the phone as well. about self-employment and stuff like that i definitely recommend it yeah so what's the number just so we can all ring you at work um i should remember that uh <laughs> i did like I, I guess i wasn't expecting to uh, go so deep into the food bank stuff <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like if you've been affected by any of the issues raised in this podcast uh ring this number i can uh i can find a few and you can also put it in the notes yeah, we'll, we'll just be very notes heavy. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I've got a lot more sure. notes to add, actually. I want to, um, to tr- try out a few bits in the notes as well, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, I mean, I, I always forget to do this bit, but I've been trying to do a bit more lately. Uh, worst jobs from history. 
Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been trying to do, like, plaguey ones, given the pandemic. I always keep calling it the lockdown. It's not a lockdown anymore, is it? Uh, the a, pandemic. Just a, um, it's a jamboree. But, it's free-for-all. Yeah, yeah. Just coughing through each other's mouths. I mean, it's, quite, you know. it's gotten quite sexy. It has, it has. <laughs> I, I, for one, am all for it. You know. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> is that your catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, the sexy pandemic. Yeah. Uh, that you know that'll be the name of my memoirs. Uh, you know, through this period. Yes. Uh, which, like, I I am not looking forward to all of these shows and books that are going to come out of like people's time in lockdown. I don't know about you. It's going to be incredibly tedious. Uh, just lots of what uh, I, um, you know, I, I was alarmed by the the death figures, but at least I perfected my um, baking. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would be quite good. <laughs> I, I got like it's a sort of triumph about over adversity, but like there'll be a lot of very dull, a lot of people having the exact same experiences. Yeah, like I've kept a diary, but I am locking it away, and no one's going to read it until like. You know, I'm on my deathbed, and then I might let my grandkids read it if they're interested in this period of history. That sounds like you're going to put a lot of pressure on your grandchildren. So while they're there at your deathbed, can you say, just go in my wardrobe? Um, I'd like you to read my my recipe for olive bread. (laughs) Yeah, these six books of, like, me just saying the same thing again and again. It's like The Shining. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm bored. (laughs) You're, you're like clinging on to life just until they finish yeah <laughs> that sounds nice yeah it's wonderful um anyway uh today's uh, this episode's bad job is the plague barrier uh so this is in stuart times is it 1600s yes. i don't know you are so in history. no no i'm not i'm not good with um, sounds about right yeah some shit like that yeah uh so uh and i mean it basically uh does what it says on the tin uh, plague barriers were typically desperately poor. Um, I mean, you don't choose to do this job, do you really? No. Uh, they worked at night because uh, that's the spookiest time. Right. Um, I, I assume. Uh, and it they would go around and just like pick up the corpses. But it wasn't like Monty Python, you know, where they got the bell and the car, like bring out your dead. Right. It was like what a sort yeah. of um, electronic thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a sushi bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they just had like a canvas sling. It was like a hammock, right. and you just drag him. Oh. Uh, just, just like load the dead person onto the hammock, and drag them to the. Um, and so uh, this is this would happen every night. This would be like troops of people, and people would leave out anyone that's literally died in their house. And, yeah, uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah, there's no way that anyone's done that um, out of choice, I guess, or out of fruit. Like, you know, this is there's a few things available. There's like a temp position. Um, at, like, Reed are offering me some good um, vacancies, but I, I quite like that corpse um, transport <laughs> yeah. Tra- service. Um, yeah, the corpse dragging one, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of dragging, but like, yeah. um, it, I guess it depends what you're dragging. And I guess it's quite high risk of, like, in terms of, I guess, the, the was the plague contagious? Well, that's the thing, you see. People thought that they were, like, dead men walking and treated them as such. Apparently they got given uh, a, a red wand to carry. <laughs> right. Uh, which sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. But they got given this little... Is that like a sex... Just... Sex toy. <laughs> oh man, that feels. <laughs> it's like it's strange, but nice that they were so progressive. Yeah, look, I know it's a shit job, but you do get this yeah, yeah. fantastic dildo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's going to be looking outside anyway. Like it's just too grim to look at, so you might as well have a quick wank. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, no, it wasn't. It was right. just so that people knew to not go near them. Right. But like. They weren't really at any more risk than anyone else because it was the um, the fleas that you got it from, and these people were dead. So, like, you know. How long would the typical uh, would the can you can a dead person have fleas, or do the do the people do the fleas not like dead blood? <laughs> 
Well, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I I don't know anything about fleas really, but I I would imagine that when it's dead and cold, they're not interested anymore. It's like, like yeah, not into like a gazpacho type thing. Not the same. Is it really? I guess if it's, it's not, the, it wasn't the climate for it anyway. I mean, not the, the middle, yeah. middle England be quite cold. Yeah, yeah, although apparently it was quite a hot summer that they had. Well, uh, so, well what, what were the fleas complaining so... about then? Yeah, right. Uh the other thing of course being uh that you know uh the the uh graveyards filled up very quickly. Sure. So yeah. they had big old plague pits. Uh, right. Yeah. Which I can't imagine were nice. But I guess it was dark, so you could just pretend it was um nice. Yeah. Yeah, just like you know, like I, I, you know, I've used my imagination before. I'm sure. Yeah. They, they had that back then, didn't they? Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, everything was black and white, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it? true. But I don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just. I don't know. It's just much more <laughs> uh, reduced. Yeah, I'll yeah. have another look in the book. Right. That okay. I've been getting these from it's it's a really good book. It's called the uh, Worst Jobs from History by Baldrick. Um, the, Tony Robinson. All oh, right, okay. Right. <laughs> In character. <laughs> yeah, but like I, so I did jury service. Uh, didn't get picked for a single jury. Pretended to cry. They let me go early. Uh, I just had to keep turning up every day and sit in this room and not get picked for jury service. All right. Uh, but <laughs> it was really boring. But I went out for lunch once. It was at St Paul's. No, like the old Bailey. Went yeah. out for lunch and there was. Like just this beautiful gardens around there. I don't know if you've been. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, to, to the gardens. And there's just this tiny little plaque, and it's like ten thousand people are buried here. <laughs> it's just a plague pit, <laughs> and everyone's just there having the sandwiches and stuff, and it's lovely. Fucking hell! Guess where? You know, guess the the, yeah. book, the, the sort of bits that rise up a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like just a hand. Yeah, yeah. It's just people are just putting the drinks. It's <laughs> 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 sort of convenient. Uh, yeah, I got, well, London is pretty much um, is everywhere, isn't it? Blackheath. And all, is that the same one? Or is that the Black Death? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Same thing. Um, yeah, that's, that is that is very grim. Um, I, I can't imagine it being very much... I guess it's who you're working with, though. If you're with a sound bunch of lads... <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're still doing each of... Uh, yeah. the... <laughs> Apparently, they used to smoke a lot as well to ward off the bad air. The, so, the bad air, you know. right. Yeah. Oh right, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Oh, Have yeah. a few joints. Smoke actual, around. Actual sort of um, hallucinogenic stuff. No, no, just cigarettes. Oh, I boring. Yeah, I imagine yeah. it could have been quite a good, cool, trippy experience. Like if you had some sort of <laughs> dark sort of metal on your iPod doing that, quite stormed. Yeah. I think it'd be quite a quite evocative. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that but does sound rubbish. Sounds worse than today retail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, I mean, it puts things in perspective a little bit, doesn't it? But they didn't have to do it in a gorilla suit. No. <laughs> I mean, it it doesn't say in the book. Apart so... from when there was a special offer on and they were taken more than usual <laughs> when it was cheaper. <laughs> like, yeah, just a promotion. Yeah. Um, we're also selling a meal really... deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think these people would have probably literally killed for a meal deal. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't? I mean, it's some good chocolate. The boots one. I mean, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, was it? Yeah, was it a good? Was it a good meal deal today? To be honest, uh, I think it was just your standard. Um, there must have been a chocolate bar involved because the definite the gorilla definitely came through some sort of Disney, Disney. What, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah, um, that's how little I respect capitalism. I just mix up all the major brands. Um, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Disney <laughs> uh, berries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah, so it was some sort of Cadbury thing. So it must have been something like a, I think it was either three pound fifty or four pound fifty. I think it was a sandwich, crisps, or a drink and a chocolate bar. You know, so that was yeah. the difference between the Boots one, which is classically, you you know, sandwich, drink, and uh, snack. Yeah, <laughs> As you know. I mean, it is a good one. It's also um, very good for if anyone's interested in um, trying out dabbling in vegetarianism. Uh, the, mm. the boots and veganism, even the boots uh, meal deal options. Uh, this might be quite dull, but I feel like I need to be trying to convert people to vegetarianism if I can. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I think uh, Boots and Tesco, very good meal deal. Sainsbury's, dog shit. I don't know how they can charge for that. Yeah, Sainsbury's, like, yeah, go on, sorry. I was saying, you can just like, have a, a dry cheese sandwich and a bag of apple for <laughs> £4. <laughs> Fuck off, Sainsbury's. Oh, you made me nostalgic for the high street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the Sainsbury's one is really bad it's like the the sandwiches that they can't get rid of like just like bread and butter and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, it's really poor but yeah the Tesco one um, I, again like I, I shouldn't be saying this as a non as a vegetarian but their um, ham and cheese uh, ro- um, sub like, comes under the meal deal sort you right out yeah and also sushi is included in that if you want to you know try it Sushi in a bag of crisps. Sushi in a bag of crisps, that's a dream. And what I'm hoping uh, some sort of a uh, drink to wash it all down. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> like, you can get one one of the drinks, which is £2.50. It's £3 for the meal deal, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> right, that's true. Do you um, go around people whilst they're like sort of browsing and just say, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, mate. Just showing them a price breakdown. <laughs> like... That's nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I think that that is our time. Oh, it has been an absolute pleasure. Have you got anything that you would like to plug? Um, uh, No, I don't think so. I think um, I'd like (laughs) you to keep an eye out on my uh, future activities because um, you never know, I might uh, produce something. Um, So maybe just refresh my um, social media feeds every, every day or so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've actually got a podcast, um, but it's very old now. It's called Joe Bates Explains It All. Um, it's, it's very good. Thank you, Catherine. Um, yeah, so if you're a fan of this, but um, just like my bits, I guess that's the that's the sort of audience because you're not featured on it because I didn't know you then. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind not being asked <laughs> right, for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, I would have. Um, maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> But no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Uh, what what are your social medias? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a poor social media form. Um, I think I'm JCB comedian on Twitter because there was another Joe Bates, another Joe Bates who does comedy in America. Oh um, God! So he's Joe Bates, fucking bastard. Um, I think I'm, I hate him. You, he, I hate him as well. He's also quite quite nice he keeps on liking my posts and stuff so that makes it oh, even what worse a con. yeah he's, he's really yeah it's just um, vindictive um mm. and uh i think of this real joe bates on instagram because i could still claim that i was the real joe bates <laughs> on that one uh so yeah you can find me on those two things yeah all right wonderful well then goodbye goodbye catherine <laughs>